0: Mr. Bro, this is a notice of your overdue rental. Please return your copy of Dark Holes 2, Scholar of the First Rim, starring Big Snatch Logan, as soon as possible, or the fees will be reflected on your account.
1: Ah, I gotta turn this off, gotta turn this off. Uh, we're, we're ready to record, right, Murfro? Bro, who was that? Who? Don't worry not worry. Who was it.
0: that on our Discord call just now?
1: Hey, 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 listen to me. Um... When you get into Dark Souls lore, you really get in deep.
0: You get in deep, do you?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Daydreamcast. I am bro. And I am Murph. I started this by playing indie games because the summer sale was here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Uh, I bought Dream Wild.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And tell me about that. I have not heard of this, but it sounds wild.
1: Have you even seen... Pictures. Absolutely. Don't mind
0: the clicking of my mechanical keyboard just now in the background. I
1: I would tell anyone even slightly curious by the name to look at the picture What is this? Do not capture the visual aesthetic. Is this a fucking Kingsfield alike? No, it is not. Okay. It it definitely looks a little bit like a Lunacid or something, but it's got it's just got like the weird neon, like off-color um maps to it, but this is basically a bunny hop shooter this is like a quake uh, if you play a a quake and you know how to bunny hop well yes yeah 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 exactly tribes would be another good example of bunny hopping um it is a what roguelike but you're in like vast deserts like vast you know landscapes uh-huh. of just scenic beauty again i would stress the listener to uh look at pictures of this Um, And then there's in between segments, it's a little, it's not a roguelike precisely, but there is permadeath per run. So in between the moments you're shooting and you're running around bunny hopping away from the hordes of enemies coming at you, you're in little Hilux clay motion uh, moments to sort of upgrade your abilities. And it's just a good time. It's just a vibe. This is like know? the trippiest game
0: never released on the PS One. I
1: I think that's a fitting way to put it.
0: Ha, huh. is it like uh, what was that other game that came out with this? Is that a Cruelty Squad?
1: Yeah, I definitely got Cruelty Squad vibes from this. Although I would say there's is another end of shooter i also bought that for the steam sale cruelty squad has um it's a lot more deus x but a lot more deep fried and it's a lot more denser this game is very just like vast and like you sort of go into a headspace where you're chilling as long as you're good at the game if you're not good at the game you're doing bad and you're probably more frustrated i think the game is frustrating at points
0: yeah looking at some of these screenshots like this one here on the steam page uh does it like do the graph? Does the graphics intentionally being so muddy make it hard with the readability for like for the FPS mechanics?
1: Um, partially, kind of. I mean, the big thing is, is these aren't hit scan. You are also doing projectiles, and you've got like it's not even like you've got a real gun. You've got a sword, and you throw like little beams from your sword. Okay. So you do have to properly aim. Um, and so aiming can be a little thing But I don't think it's particularly muddy Because all the colors pop out That's what I mean by cruelty squad being too dense This mm. game's not very dense So you can see what's jumping around at
0: you Okay okay so even then The readability is still fine I would say
1: Okay. All right. It, it's only $8 so I would recommend it to anyone
2: Yeah
0: I might pick this up I do like the sort of like Acid washed uh, PS1 look We're getting a lot of like early 3d revivals right like last decade was all about like the 16-bit 8-bit revival with shovel knight and stuff but now it's like yeah. like PS1 Saturn Saturn
1: games Dreamcast I think a long time ago people thought that they just just looked bad and I think there are some games you could look at and be like oh yeah that does look ugly in low polygons but I don't know there's certain feelings that could be made with old uh, CGI renders like you know even something like Mist when we played last mm-hmm. season those those were old early ass CGI renders they look good. They have their own vibe to them, you Yeah, know? Definitely. Now, Murph you played something called Raji an ancient epic.
0: Uh this is this is an ancient epic. Uh this is a sort of hack and slash fixed camera angle game uh built around Hindu mythology. Um it would be easy to say like sort of like God of War 1 but Hindu. Uh it, it's a little more it's a little more like indie in its scope than that. Um, what it is, you are a circus girl named Raji who her brother gets kidnapped when demons try to take over the earth and the, uh, gods take pity on you and help you out and give you weapons to, uh, track him down and rescue him. Uh, and you kind of just go from location, location, every now and again, invisible walls will pop up and you fight, uh, some, some demons. Um, In terms of presentation, the music, the backgrounds, the voice acting, uh, every now and again, it will, like, have you look at some murals and will explain some Hindu myths to you. That's all great. That's such, like, a different aesthetic than we get for a lot of uh, games based in mythologies, you know? Uh, It's very mundane. It's super by-the-numbers, like, hack-and-slash stuff uh Devil May Cry 5 this is not um I think like the biggest issue I was running into is that the enemies don't seem to take any amount of hit stun from your attacks and also there's a lot of them at once it gets pretty bullet helly at times uh and also uh there's also these environmental interactions you can do like you can run up a wall and then uh drop down like a spear plunge and create an AoE like that's cool but it's also your most efficient way of doing damage so you just camp by that wall until enemies come to you and then you do the super move on them you know it yeah it the game's four hours long and it feels like twice that because of how repetitive it gets um which is like you know unfortunate to say because it's 25 dollars on steam and that that does feel like too much, but also I was reading some interviews with the dev, like the lead dev. This was kind of a passion project for her. She sold her house to finance it. Uh So if you
1: want, like, I mean, but there's a there's a lot going on here beyond just the gameplay. Yeah. Clearly, like looking at the screenshots, this is another game where I would tell you, like, if you're culturally interested, because we don't see things like this. This this represents something diverse and involved. You know what I mean? This looks inspired. Yeah,
0: definitely. Like the, a lot of the backgrounds look cool. This looks like it would have been like one of the most badass games ever on Xbox Live Arcade. Uh sure. I just yeah, just do not get into it for the gameplay cuz it's 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 pretty rote. Um but for all like the mythology stuff, all the cool enemy designs, uh like the stories you get told and stuff, uh, that's all pretty class, and like I said, it's a four-hour experience, so you may weigh if that's like worth twenty-five dollars to you ultimately. Uh, hmm. yeah, I I give it sort of a sideways thumbs up.
1: Okay, no, that sounds good. Uh, we've been playing a lot of games this. I know, I know. We're we're moving on from our
0: triple A uh sellout phase. We're going back to our roots.
1: There we go. Speaking of roots, uh, I played Inscription. How many roots? There's a few roots okay you you there's there's the like tree guys in this game okay um, inscri- inscription is very interesting especially when you start when you first load up the game and when you look at marketing this is a card game. it's it's basically a card game um, but aesthetically there's a lot of differences both in like presentation and as the story unfolds, different gameplay mechanics show up. There's three major acts and the acts are all fundamentally different to each other. Um, But the first act is the only one I'll talk about. And that first act is like you're sort of stuck in a cabin and there's, like, a murderer hobo, like, trying to play the card game with you. And you go through little roguelike segments where it's, like, a D&D thing. It's, like, oh, you come across this tribe. And then, like, and then you play a uh, thing. You upgrade your cards. You sort of build your deck per run. Mm. Um, there is some carryover per run. So you're sort of doing this and the story is developing as you go. It's kind of addictive. And it's very it's what I like about it is because it's a single player card game, balance is not the uh, priority. So once you start to get familiar with the game and you start being comfortable with how you do it, you can break the game in comfortable ways.
0: Hmm. now this is from uh the pony island dev right i believe so So yeah. does this do a lot of the stuff that pony island did the spoilers or no can you be more specific what with the uh the game you're playing is not the game that is going on
1: yes i would say that i would say the later two acts are fundamentally different they are they are but they still what's nice is even though they are fundamentally different, um Plot-wise, it makes sense because there's like a larger story regarding game dev. And um, it still has the fundamental card game basics. So what you learned in Act 1 is still applicable, even though the rules have changed in Act 2 and 3.
0: Mm, okay, okay, I see. But you're still... But it's still that card game stuff. And but, but I assume what I'm trying to get at is, is there like a meta aspect to it as there was in Daniel Mullin's previous games?
1: Um, I, I would say, I, I would say in terms of meta, there are moments where it's like, oh, yes, you are playing a game and there is an inscription game in this game. Uh, like, it's like, does that make sense? There is meta like, elements. Like a, uh, a, a Doki
0: Doki Literature Club Plus. <laughs> yes. Mm, okay, I see. Yeah, that's interesting. I do, uh, inscription has been on my list for a while because I do like Daniel Mullen's other games. Uh, mm-hmm. i feel like pony island was one of like the first like really like even before undertale or maybe they came out around the same time like games that got popular because of how meta it got and how you like had to like go into your game directory and change things
1: yeah that that also happens here there is for instance there is a fight later on where if you're on pc you it literally goes through your files and it can permanently delete some files oh um yeah like you have to be, you have to be ready, or like it, like also you could win by like the size of your uh file. Be like, oh, this is a thirty-two gigabyte file. Go fuck yourself, and then you win the fight, or you know what I mean. Like there's okay. different ways to do. Yeah, it. that's
0: that's it's very uh, Kojima wishes.
1: Yes, and there's also another good one where it's like you make a card. And you send the card out. And if someone's also playing this boss battle, they beat the card. And if they beat the first phase of that boss with your custom card, you beat the second phase. Like, Like, the second phase is a test of how good you've made a card.
0: Huh, okay. Okay, I do like the sound of that. Yeah, it's it's on the list of big indie games I need to play along with, like, The Outer Wilds and things like that. Oh, you'd dig The Outer Wilds. I know Ruth. I would. You would. Just, just, I've... All this street fighting in Yakuza, I don't have time. If only I we'll, could...
1: We'll, we'll get to that. If only
0: I could <laughs> time travel or retcon the past, so I had played it.
1: If only you could recall.
0: This is a puzzle game. Uh done in a sort of, like, top-down RPG Maker style. I think the dev was, like, directly inspired or previously worked on some RPG Maker games, and if you want to hear more about that, listen to our last episode on Um, Aloni. Oni. The primary... The primary way I would describe this game is that it's not quite a time-loop game, um, both in execution and how it's, like, implemented in the lore. Um, What it is trying to think of how to describe it without going into the plot too much but basically your character uh develops the power to uh when they're like retelling events they can change details which like make them canon it's like literally the power of
1: retconning so this also reminds me of the butterfly effect because like wasn't the butterfly effect like yeah, not, not the actual concept, but the movie with Ashton Kutcher, yes. where it's like, I, if I change my memory, the past changes. Yes,
0: exactly. So it'll be something like, a you'll be captured by a villain. This is the first level. You're captured by a villain, you're in their hideout, and they want to know how you got in there. And you're telling the story of like, well, I walked uh, up to this warehouse, and and then it will give you an option, like, standing in front was a blue guard, a red guard, or there was no guard whatsoever. And then you, mm-hmm. you're you kind of, like, doing uh, – and then you're getting mo- other choices, like, behind this crate I found a rock, I found a gun, I found a key card. And you're sort of mixing and match things to get the perfect run by building knowledge. So it's, uh, it's very basic, sort of like Majora's Mask stuff, like, where you'll get mm-hmm. – in one run you'll get a code for a door, and then you can't go any farther mm-hmm. because you get, like, stopped. But the next run you do, you already know the code for that door. So you can skip that step or any of the choices you needed to get that code.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. The
0: issue becomes, uh, this game is about eight chapters long. By chapter four, they drop that mechanic.
1: So it just becomes a normal game at that point? It
0: becomes a sort of like puzzle, like a, a stealth game with Switch puzzles. Oh, which gets, like, really underwhelming in the chapter start Like, the first four chapters are pretty lengthy, and it feels very front-loaded. The last... Uh, chapters 5 and 6 go by so quick. Uh, chapter 6 doesn't even have any gameplay to it. It's just a story chapter. And then um, chapter 7 is, like, a completely different game. Like, almost outright. It's... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example... To give it's basically your character needs to like interview this uh other older character about some events going on in the plot and the plot is um i will say very interesting the characters are very likable the game has a very cool art style to it um and it's sort of this mm-hmm. like futuristic world with like sort of superheroes slash government agents like it, like people have powers but they're all, like, working for the government. Uh, and one yeah, guy kind of goes servants. rogue trying to create a new world order. Yeah. Um. Okay. And you're trying to stop him, and you, like, run into this older character that knows him. And it's like, can you tell me how he got to be this way? And it, like, goes off into a completely different story, like, for this whole chapter that you have to play through three times. Uh, it sort of has the retcom mechanic, but it's just so you can experience the story through three different this like one moment through three different characters perspectives
1: gotcha you're basically filling you're doing the whole dialogue tree
0: yes um gotcha. and it, it just feels weird but I will say that uh this game does feel like it's deeply personal to the creator um because it ultimately becomes something like a story about trauma and how we let the past affect us and how we wish we could change the past and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were two moments where I actually... Like, two two plot revelations where I actually set down the controller and I had to, like, step away and think about what they meant. Um, Yeah. So I think on that level, it works really well. Uh, There's a very... (laughs) One of my favorite parts is that early on your character, who is kind of a loser, he's, they repeatedly call out that he's like fat, no one loves him and stuff like that. And he goes to this party for this rich girl, a murder happens there, and he gets interviewed by the police about what happened. Um, and you can like, and that's like the second chapter, and that's when he discovers that he has this retcon power now. And uh, mm. they ask like, well, did you go there alone? And he's like, uh, no, of course not. I went there with my friend, uh, Harry Oceans. And then in walks Harry Oceans. And it's like, hey, what up? It's it's me, your best friend. And the main character's like, who, who are you? I do not know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then Harry Oceans is just with you for the rest of the game and it's a, it's a really funny character dynamic. See, I like that stuff. That that's fun to me.
1: I think uh I think I'll check this game out.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely worthwhile. I could see it making my end of the year list but probably it, it would probably be like number 10 and no number higher. Number 9.
1: Yeah, Street Fighter 6.
0: I have been, okay, so let me look at my uh Steam stats right now. Um, so I currently have 75 hours on this and I have 30 on tears of the kingdom. (laughs) So, oh my God, this has completely obliterated my desire
1: to play tears of the kingdom anymore. Yeah, no, I, I look, man, well, I beat tears of the kingdom, thankfully, but street fighter six is now like that yeah it's the game i go to you know there's when you play a multiplayer game there's usually like one multiplayer game you just go to and like that's the thing where you get your fix Mm -hmm. and street fighter is that for me and what's really nice here is this didn't happen for five is the game gets better the more you play and when that happens it's like oh no we're dangerous now yeah
0: i feel like i am learning i feel like i'm advancing i got lily into silver and then i uh took to ranked with Marisa came in that like rookie one because before, like that was the first character I went into ranked with tanked all my placement matches came in at the lowest possible rank after like a day. I got her into silver as well.
1: Yeah. And what's nice is, is like even after placements really catch up fast. If you just go through them and you get on a win streak, mm-hmm. the win streaks in this game are amazing. Yes. um, And it's also like, i remember when we started i was like placed into silver and gold depending on my character and like then it seemed so distant like you were like oh man i'm in rookie you know yeah 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 you're in silver but now you're there yes now you're like ah oh, yes i have i have improved i understand what i have done wrong
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. um and now i'm in plat and now hell is here because you don't get that win streak bonus no I'm fucked. I'm fucked royally. That's. Well, you can get it once you're like in like five or six and then like, but the win streak is like an 80 instead of like a 200. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So then it's it's just rough. It's just a rough time. But anyways, uh, are you still sticking with your mains? Um, You know, I've gotten,
0: I've gotten Lily into silver and it's like really becoming apparent that she's kind of the worst character in the game. (laughs) Um yeah i mean she's fun to play but it's just very clear that she is lacking so many tools that like you know you look at you look at lily and you look at ken and you realize not all fighters are created equal
1: you have to do so much work i mean i thought this when playing geef as well when i'm playing zongief i'm like oh my god i'm having to do so much work to get what i'm getting Mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why like people would get offended when it's like zongief does so much damage well it's like the work did not come from the grab it came from everything leading up to the grab. yeah mm-hmm. and that's the problem of low tiers in general and i think i think just playing high tiers i'm like yo fuck this well,
0: yeah i mean put it as <laughs> put it like this like i placed into rookie with lily and then i i ground my way up into uh iron and then into bronze and then getting bronze to silver was like a total a total slog cuz it was literally i would yeah. get like two wins then i would lose three and then i got a lucky win streak uh, and after i stopped rematching kens
1: i i started doing better too um, you get better when you like are when you get picky on who you're playing against yeah. when you're like i will not win this rematch i should not rematch yeah and then, then you then you usually climb and faster. then
0: learning marisa properly and playing her like i shot up to silver in in like yeah. way fewer matches, um, yeah, and I feel like I could get her to gold like just as easily compared to Lily, where it's probably going to be another slog. So I'm looking, I'm looking at maybe switching over to Marisa and just in terms of characters I know. Uh, I'm also yeah. looking at picking up uh, Manol or or maybe Luke just to annoy you. Oh,
1: that'll that'll fucking wreck me. Yeah, you don't have a you need a projectile dog. You need a character need a with Shoto. a projectile and a wake up. I know. You need a showdo. I know, get you a Shoto. The game's
0: just game's just yeah. fun and like I'm looking forward to uh to Rashid coming out. Like I find myself thinking more and more like God, I wish I wish there were more characters in the game right now,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want I wanna buy Rashid. Exactly. When that happens and then like when Akuma happens, I'm like I kinda wanna see what Akuma's deal is.
0: But Akuma's the lat Akuma you have to wait a year. Talk to... Oh my god. Akuma's spring twenty twenty four.
1: Oh no so well until then i think we'll have fun um my only thing is is like i've also gotten to the point now where i'm like critically thinking about drive impact Mm -hmm. and um what the fucking one where you're going drive rush dash one drive rush um i'm now like critically thinking about those because now i'm at the stage where you can't spam them no i can't headbutt as honda anymore so i'm now like no and people actually have like reaction
0: times to, uh, to
1: counter yes. the drive rush or drive impact Pe- people yeah people have like good reaction times so like it's all good reads now it's brutal i think drive rush may be too overpowered like you'll see kens and djs just like use it willy-nilly mm-hmm. and i'm like shocked um because it's like so good i think the uh, biggest
0: revel there were like a series of revelations that helped me improve my lily play the first and foremost was realizing that all the low tier kens open their combos with a jump and I just have an anti air yeah. button. I can just I can just stop that and shut them down and they don't know what to do. Uh the second was realizing her level 3 is a command grab so I can just I was looking for setups. I don't need a setup. I can just do that.
1: <laughs> you know. Uh, and and since you're modern, you don't
0: even need to do inputs. No, I do not. You can press two buttons. Mm-hmm, Mhm um and the other revelation was your drive gauge refreshes with the round so there's no reason not to spin that shit if you think it's going to close out the round
1: absolutely 100% and like and then like when you look down at your super bar that's different where you're like playing back, back and forth but then you look and you're like oh this is round 3 and I'm about to lose it all I should spend it. I I I
0: spend my super pretty regularly as Marisa. She has a lot of setups for super and you know what? You're likely going to close out the round with them or at least put your uh, opponent not in a good headspace where they're going to make a mistake.
1: Well, that's what's so nice about Marisa is she has a lot of alternate armors other than the drive impact. And on top of that, she does so much damage when she does an OD uh, move or like in a combo, or she does her super, she'll take out half your fucking health bar.
0: I asserted a lot of dominance with Marisa. I had four matches in a row, four ranked sets in a row, where there was no match two because I, I dominated them in ma- in match one.
1: And that's the satisfying part where you're like, ah, yes, I have won. Uh-huh. I got to feel Handily. the power.
0: I got to be the
1: kin. There you go. That's what it's all about. Um, Are we ready to go to the variety minute?
0: Yeah, I think we can. I'm allowing you. Is this the new Variety Minute
1: music? I said a boom, chicka boom. Okay, this week's Variety Minute is jerk protagonists in video games. And there's multiple ways we could go about this, but Merv, where do you want to start?
0: I think it is good to start with characters that are written as jerks, not characters you can play as jerks
1: yeah the rpg distinction is a separate vibe but like i immediately go to anti-heroes i think i immediately go to like someone like wario
0: wario was top of my list wario conquer and shadow the hedgehog were all my 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 the blueprints for jerks because it's not that they don't do good things it's that they're a real asshole about
1: it I mean I guess that's the thing it ultimately Wario, Conker and Shadow represent the trifecta of jerkiness. You know Wario is selfish. He's not evil and Conker is lazy and Shadow is edgy. Uh-huh. So when you when you put all that together you've got the the jerk combo.
0: Yes, and it's definitely I think it's definitely a factor of the 90s and early 2000s attitude, you know, getting added. I was thinking yeah. of a lot of like characters becoming jerks in sequels like jack to jack Two, you know where he's got (laughs) he's got the soul patch and the mullet and he's like i'm gonna kill that man you know
1: yeah things are slightly more morally ambiguous because that (laughs) means the game is the story is more complex question mark
0: yeah i'll save the world but i'll do a swear while doing it
1: were there any video game sequels where the
0: character got nicer by the console generation gap
1: by the console generation gap no but i get the feeling that when the games go on they become they i, I think characters do become friendly like know, the hedgehog was pretty villainous it's the vegeta effect mm, you know what i'm saying yeah. where it's like after so long it's like same with kratos kratos is like that like the first game kratos is objectively a bad person
0: I was I was saying Kratos is kind of the litmus test for the difference between like jerk and outright villain. I think I think in the first game he's more jerk because he's still he's still doing the right thing, but yes, to to the Norse revival definitely more more villainous as he is deliberately like causing the end of the world.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And. Well, it's also like two and three, it goes into like a, oh, you know, people are going to die when you do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, I don't give a fuck. I want to tear Hermes in half.
0: Yeah. Whereas in God of War 1, I, I remember there's like the puzzle where you find the guy trapped in a cage. And he's like, get me out of here. We can escape yeah. this place together. And you're like, the gods demand a sacrifice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh yeah Kratos isn't great um i was thinking a lot of uh well i guess a good example is kane from legacy of kane he's just straight up bad guy i love it when you become just a straight up villain Uh after your first game Mm. that's great
0: yeah i was uh seeing i looked at some 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 gamer lists some listicles um and let me tell you, I saw one that took me out uh, from Twinfinite.com. Five video game heroes who are secretly jerks. Number one, Joel from The Last of Us. Yeah, oh my God. correct. That's that's yep. the point of the game, sweetheart. <laughs> it's not a secret. Yep. <laughs> uh well,
1: yeah this goes back to like when you have like a semi-realistic character there mm-hmm. are going to be unlikable things about them and like when you get to moral dilemmas when they have selfish desires it goes against what being a hero is and i think because there aren't heroes in i mean last yeah well us. i mean
0: think about the backlash to what happens at the start of last of us 2 where people were like how could they kill joel the hero
1: spoilers i guess uh Well, like that goes into like, cause I, instead of Joel, I listed Abby Mm. and I like Abby, but like, it's intentionally like you're set up to be like, oh, I hate that Abby. Abby killed Joel. She bad. But then this, the second half of the game is familiarizing yourself with her motivations and like her as a person and as a family unit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like. So like in that sense it pays off in the story. Um another good example here is I think Duke Nukem. I think all first person shooters are jerks. Deep down.
0: Probably. Yeah, Doom guy. Maybe jerk. not, maybe not. BJ. I like Doom guy but he's a jerk.
1: Not Blaskowitz. No. No, BJ's good. He's cool. But like Postal guy is bad. I mean, he's an objectively bad person. Yeah, but that's Postal. <laughs> I <laughs> get yeah, fair. Yeah, I guess Duke Nukem is also not favorable. Um but th- well, what I'm saying like, is who's like the, I think who's most of the, the con-
0: contrast Who's the foil to Duke Nukem within Duke Nukem?
1: I don't think there is one.
0: Okay, just everyone's a jerk. It's a jerk world.
1: I I think it's a jerk world, yes. And we're just I'm like eighty percent sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um this is a contrast with like Garrett and Thief. I also wrote this one because one, the thing that stuck out to me when I played Thief One with Close uh, way back when was that Garrett is not a good person. Well, he's a thief. He th- is literally a thief. What he wants is very different than what's right. And he only has to do what's right because he's the person there. Mm. But he's still got like a smarmy attitude. He's got all this stuff. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you wouldn't want to like. Hang out with any of these characters, because no, every cutscene is to drive home the fact is that they are unpleasant people, but they're they're good at what they do. Like, does <laughs> does Gears of War have this effect with like sort of the bro dude atmosphere of it?
1: I like the camaraderie hmm. and I like Coltrane, but no, you're right. You're 100% right. All these people are jerks. I, They're college frat boys. Um,
0: I cannot speak to this version of this character, uh, but I saw him come up on a lot of lists. Tell me about Squall from final fantasy eight.
1: Um, I think, I think there's a little bit of like a, I didn't beat Fantasy Eight, but I think that one's, like, heavy into, like, teen melodrama. I think a lot of people dislike annoying. I think that's one mm-hmm. of those times where when you see a list, like, they'll list people that are, quote, unquote, annoying. Titus is also one of them. Um, where it's like, oh, yeah, this is an anime thing. Like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that means they're jerks. I usually think that's, like, a storytelling thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if we
0: want to start talking about, like, RPG options... Often like especially in the PS three, Xbox three sixty age, when games start giving you like moral choices and dialogue options, often like the evil renegade options were
1: just like you're just you're just a jerk about things, you know? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, Mass Effect two is especially like Renegade's not always evil, but it's like you're gonna be a dickbag about it.
0: Yeah, like you can uh yeah there's like one in Mass Effect three where uh, you run into a character from Mass from the Mass Effect 2 Overlord DLC, uh, okay, who experimented on his autistic brother, like horrible, hor- like mm-hmm. one of the worst things I've ever seen in a video game. Um, and you can run into him in three, and he's like repented, and you actually run into his brother earlier if you saved him, which why would you not? Um, sure, and he's like, did can did you run into David? Do you know anything about him? Is he, is he surviving the war? And you're given like the option to let him know that David's safe or the text, let him worry is the other one. That's the Renegade <laughs> option. And you can say that and you can say like, I don't know. He was at, he's at, he was at Grissom Academy, but that got blown up. So, so there's no way of knowing. And, and the guy is like, Oh, I see. And he pulls out a pistol and walks into the other room and you hear a gunshot. And I was like, Oh, oh um, where was the paragon interrupt for that? <laughs> I just wanted him to... <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to let him worry, not commit suicide.
1: <laughs> well, that's always a big problem is, like, sometimes the, the effect isn't necessarily translated by the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I Wolf also... Among Us
0: is one yeah. that has, like, a lot of... I remember being frustrated with how ambiguously worded a lot of the much ruder options are. Um, like, Glass yeah. Him do you remember glass him? That was a brief meme where you're, no. you're at the bar with the, uh, the lumberjack character and you're sort of talking mm-hmm. about your rivalry and your, your, you know, your relationship and he, and you're given the option to like, I forget what the other two are, but the bottom one is just glass him. And I thought like, Oh, like, like pass him a glass, like a shot glass. We're going to, nope. we're going to do toast, but no, it's smash a glass over his face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very very kind and nice i think i think uh the walking dead also has moments like that and they also have moments where it's like morality gets qu- obviously it's like morality gets questionable in the apocalypse yeah. where it's like okay this abandoned car this car seems to have not been around for the past few days i could probably take the food in it and feed my dying child yeah but nope you're an asshole if you do that you're in fact you're super evil that's like okay that bye. makes
0: that reminds me All of like chill. fallout 4 where most of the most of the companions will judge you for for robbing bandit camps
1: it's like yo dude
0: (laughs) what the fuck yeah (laughs) these people shoot us on sight i'm taking away their guns
1: um yeah i'm doing them a favor and i brought um I, i also wanted to mention i was like oh we shouldn't have gotten off the rpg thing so soon but like um rockstar games they do, they do big ones like that, where it's like um, James Earl Cash from Manhunt, Jimmy from Bully, Tommy Brady from Grand Theft Auto, or like Travis. Mm-hmm. Is that his Travis, name? Travis, yeah. Or am I just saying that? because Okay. Trevor. Trevor, no, Trevor, damn it. Yeah, we got no more heroes on the break. Um, Trevor in Grand Theft Auto 5 is also like a... But in those, it wants you to lean into being bad.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't make sense if the character is like... I respect the police, <laughs> you know, in a yeah, game where exactly. you can just pull out a gun and start shooting into crowds.
1: But then they'll also do like Grand Theft Auto 4, Nico, or Arthur Morgan in Red Dead 2, where it's like, I want to be better than this. Mm. And then it's like, when I play the game, I'm now massacring untold amounts of people. You know what I'm saying? So then there's a discrepancy there. And that's why you have a Trevor in your game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely, I think that was one of the smartest moves of 5, is giving you a character with which to do the violence with, if you just want to go and yeah. do that. Because it really doesn't make sense yeah. for the other two protagonists of that game to do that.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I Most of mine have been covered here.
0: Is it something where it kind of feels like it's on the way out because we are in a kinder gentler age of the internet and we don't have that 90s attitude.
1: I don't think we respond as well to this anymore. Mm. I think when we see this, I don't know if it's a cynicism thing or what, but now we look at this and either see cringe like Sonic or Shadow the Hedgehog or we see something that's like misplaced like oh this is kind of off-putting yeah you know what i mean like
0: i duke nukem forever was definitely like a case where people are like boy video games have changed writing has changed this doesn't really have a place anymore and it's kind of it's always a little unfortunate to say like this doesn't have a place anymore people will always feel bad about that because it was important to them once upon a time
1: yeah um I mean, you could always go back to your old ass game. But, like, the thing is, 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 like, culture changes and, like, art and products reflect the culture. And, I mean, Wario still exists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, maybe Duke Nukem tipping strippers and murdering what... I mean, murderer Higgs dressed as cops is always cool. But, like, everything else about Duke Nukem is just out of date. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um... The only other one I wanted to mention has to go with stupid. Um, Snake from Metal Gear Solid.
0: Is he a jerk? He
1: is not evil. He's not evil and he's not a jerk. However, he's insanely stupid to the point where he could be jerkish. Like, he's not aware okay. is the way to say okay, it. Does I that see. make sense? Yes. Like, he, he does not like especially *Metal gear solid three where naked snake big boss who eventually does become a villain does not pick up on social cues um he has to be like told oh this person is you know homosexual or something and he's like what uh, or, or like just anything like that where it's like he's just not familiar with things
0: yeah because he's lived a sheltered um, and this life could of just combat
1: be... he's lived a sheltered life of combat exactly mm. and the only thing he knows how to do is kill
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of, because we were talking about, because I've got Street Fighter on the brain, I was looking over, like, uh, fighting game rosters, and, like, for iconic jerk characters, and all I could really come to is, like, the Tekken series, the whole uh, Kazuma family, is definitely, I think, the blueprint for that, because, you know, you have Tekken 1 with Kazuma, and he's, like, trying to take down his evil father, but then in all the sequels, he's the villain. Yeah, and even Jin's not like a perfect boy.
1: But yeah, but like it's interesting that like for for games that do this sort of dynamic, there's not a lot of heels. Mm. There's there's pretty much only heroes, faces, or is like just straight up I'm a dictator in Bison. You know what I'm saying? Or you
0: have like your jobbers, your filler characters, your Blancas, your Hondas.
1: Let's not <laughs> let's not talk shade on. Um, you know, the Blancas and Hondas of the world. I think they're all viable. <laughs>
0: they could, they could <laughs> step up, should, should the need of demand.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, are you ready to move on to our game of the week? I, th-
0: I think it's finally time to put it to rest. We've been teasing it for so long.
2: I know a lot of gamers out there don't have much patience. At least that's what Bishop, the dude at the video store, said. So I'm at the register, then I realize, I got no money. I was seriously broke. Why? Because I met this smoking hot chick last night at the Deathmatch bar. Man, she smelled good. So being the gentleman I am, I bought her a drink. Anywho, I decided to get a job. The gig, assassinate the drifter. So I went where I was supposed to and waited for the guy to show up. And there he was, this cat. Well-dressed, cool, couldn't tell if he was the shit or just plain all shit. Yeah, so he's stylish, fast, aggressive, and packing heat. bada being. Or at least it was supposed to be. Till she showed up. Her name? Sylvia Crystal, an agent with this Watch McCallum Association. Congratulations. You are certified as the 11th best hitman. How about getting rid of the 10 killers above you and aim for the top? I want to be number 1. How's that? Short and simple enough for you? It's gonna be a long, hard road. But who knows? Could kick ass. Could be dangerous. Could totally suck. What do you say, bro? Join me. Let's see how far we can take this. And for you there holding the controller right now, just press the A button. Let the bloodshed begin.
1: How appropriate for this game of the week is No More Heroes. No More Heroes is a 2008 game by Grasshopper Man- Manufacturer and developed by uh, acclaimed director Suda51. Originally planned as an Xbox 360 game, the idea was brought up to Suda that he could do a lot with the Nintendo Wii's unique controls. Suda says No More Heroes focuses on social issues and had a goal to be as or more violent than... The contemporary Manhunt 2. The game stars a man named Travis Touchdown living in a shitty motel in the city of Santa Destroy. One night while drunk he sees a girl named Sylvia, and his attempts to seduce her turn into a giant quest to become the number one ranked assassin in the mysterious United Assassins Association. Armed with a lightsaber and his favorite anime shirt, Travis is going to have to jack that laser sword off with motion controls in between murdering wave after wave of grown men. before. He's, He's also going to have to wire a small entry fee of, you know, say $250,000 or so. There's a lot more to say, but Murph, what did you think about No More Heroes?
0: Okay, I got a bone to pick with this game. Uh, this is, what I'll start up my first time ever playing this, I, I know of it, because I had a Wii. This is one of the few times I can say I had a Wii and I wanted this game. Um, I don't like this game. But I also love this game.
1: It's a game to respect.
0: I, it is far more interesting to talk about and to, to dissect than it is to actually play.
1: I agree with that. I agree.
0: Uh, because it is intentionally so, and we will get into it when we discuss what, what, uh, Suda51's intent is, uh, uh, it was the intention I, I tried to go, be a I tried to go
1: into this podcast podcast with no external information like I was like I don't want to see things though playing the game it's also super super obvious what he wants to talk about mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying
0: yes so. if you're if you're capable of of media literacy which you know give or take some people think Joel from last of us was a good guy but yeah
1: um, so, where, so where do we start? Where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is... Whew. Okay.
0: Uh, okay, the gameplay. Because that's... Yes. Um, I didn't... I chose the second difficulty, the one where you actually have to think about low and high attacks. I also played the yes. Switch version, uh, but primarily in handheld mode. So I did not get a lot... I, I did a few battles with the motion controls just to get the idea of it. But obviously the Switch version yeah. is working with a reduced, like motion controls it's mostly gyro stuff um so i did yeah. not get the full no more heroes experience i will i will say that flat out um i never struggled with this game until literally the last two bosses Jean and bad girl because those ones actually you have to think about what you're doing
1: they are like fighting game characters yes
0: in uh, yeah. the previous bosses, absolutely not. Like that magician boss, what, what the hell? You just walk up to him and mash the attack button. He doesn't block. <laughs> I,
1: I think a lot of this goes. Okay, there's so much to talk about, yes. and the problem is there's there's no organization here. Um, I think, I think the thing about the bosses, and I think the game is at its best when there's variety and there's something going on. And so sometimes the bosses are bad because you're just hitting a bo- like a sword sponge. Yes. Lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And at best you can like stun them and do a suplex and then you're like, "Oh, thank God, I've taken out a chunk of his health bar." But like but do the suplexes really do that much damage? You know, better than just mashing the button?
0: I don't know. I felt like I wasn't like the the unarmed attacks, I felt like I never used. In fact,
1: uh, I would, I would, uh, yeah, okay. We can get into okay. it when we get into it, but go ahead.
0: It's just like the last, the last boss actively discourages you from.
1: Yeah. You're not meant to do it there, but like, I would say the, the first few bosses are like, it's much faster to just suplex them. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. Um, but either way, it's so weird because, okay. So where the game sucks. Let's talk about that. The game sucks when you're doing crowd control, killing a bunch of the henchmen, and then it also sucks when you're grinding. However, when you're grinding for money, it's intentionally bad.
0: Yes, it is intentionally bad because this is a parable on capitalism. Um, yes, because it is. I guess we'll just get into it. Like I view it like absolutely a parable on capitalism because it's like Travis wants to be the number one assassin. Cause he thinks that will like, he won't have to do grunt work anymore. He's not going to like live yep. this schlubby lifestyle, but the entire time, even when he's like rank three in the United States, uh, he's still living in a shitty motel. He's still not pay- like returning his video rentals and he's still mowing lawns to make money to keep up with the rat race because he has to pay into it to get any advancement. You have to run as fast as you can to stay in place and to get anywhere you have to run even faster. Lewis Carroll, uh
1: yep yep and i absolutely agree with that and like it's also super evident when you're like talking to the people that give you the jobs they talk to you about how good hard work is uh-huh. hard work is the key to success and changing your life but then after you mow the shitty lawn in your shitty lawn mowing game they give you a, a better job to make more money but it involves you murdering exactly people. yeah and and so, like, the way to really climb is to be violent and take things and be a psychopath, but you still end up a loser. You still end up fucking but, <laughs> the same Travis touchdown as the start of the game. But even then, like, when the thing that made me
0: switch from, like, being kind of meh on the game to actually loving it, I think, was genuinely when you find out the whole thing's a fucking scam, yeah. all yep. you did yep. j- was just to line Sylvie's pockets. All your all your trauma and revelations about yourself and how you're not actually okay with killing hordes of people it, it was just yep. y- you used me for land development. <laughs>
1: yep base. it's and and like it's all signposted because it's like every time it's like give us three hundred thousand dollars for your next set like for your next fight and like you don't think about it and travis and travis is like
0: towards the end travis is like oh my god i should have googled this to see if it's real
1: (laughs) yeah oh my god travis is a loser and like it goes also into like the consumer aspects of it too Mm. because a big distraction and something that forces the grind way more is if you're going into upgrades or customization options for your clothes or your gear, mm-hmm. anything like that sucks the money out, which means you have to grind more. Yes. Um. But also those are like the fun things. And Travis's room is like completely decked with otaku shit. He's got a fucking body pillow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like the game makes fun of him so much as such contempt for him, but it's like a very, it's like a mirror to, you know, the player. And it's no mistake that to, like, recharge your sword, you have to masturbate. Like, this is a self relating yeah. game. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's also, like, like the opening of the game is brilliant when you first see it and then after the fact of beating the game. It opens with, like, Travis saying, like, gamers don't like long introductions. So I'm just skipping to when, like, you can actually jump in and play the game. Uh, and yeah. it's, like, number one, Yeah, but also, number two, Mm -hmm. if you actually saw the intro, you would understand, like the whole reason why travis is getting into it and it's like the gay it's basically suda saying like oh you guys just want to kill things you don't you don't care about the story right because video game stories are bad right there's no just go in and mindlessly do things
1: push buttons yep and like there's a lot of times where like the game has self-awareness to this and like travis touchdown sometimes tries to take a moral high ground like with bad girl um, he goes like oh you're you're a you're no assassin you're a perverted killing maniac and she's like we are exactly we the are the same, same person and yeah we are the same person Travis <laughs> and it's true because like yeah it's like my gosh it's weirdly one of the best like done
0: stories of uh you know the you and the villain not being so different like last of us two wishes. It could do this story, <laughs> of your your, yeah, exactly. your your quest for for vengeance, for status, for whatever is not worth this mountain of corpses.
1: Yeah, and then like, especially by the end of it, it goes into like heavy, like anime tropes and stereotypes of like, oh, this is your twin brother, or oh, this You're... is your half sister. But even then, like, the stuff with Henry... Number one, Henry's just a cool character. Like, he was... I agree. I think Henry's... Uh, The way they do it's good, because, like, with Gene, it's like we're going to literally fast forward through the dialogue. I
0: know. That's such a good gag. Like, literally... Yeah, genuinely, the last (laughs) stage is what won me over, finally. But, like, how it ends like the ending moments with henry where he's like oh there's a bunch of loose ends uh here are you gonna wrap them up and travis is like no no absolutely not and that's like also like again another dig at people that don't care about the story in games it's like what you don't give a crap here's his irish twin brother who cares who gives a shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) the game has such contempt for the audience. That you have to respect it because the game internalizes yeah. it really well.
0: And the stuff with like Jean, where she's like, I could do my backstory, but this game, it's going to cause this game to get like an M rating and it's going to get delayed. Uh, so you fast forward through it and it's very funny if you look up like the version on YouTube where it's slowed down and she is explaining it. They deliberately have like all of Travis's big what the hell reactions to the like the most mundane lines. Where, where she's yeah, like...
1: My, but there's, like, serious moments in it, too. Yeah,
0: where she's like, but my like, father... He doesn't react to those. My father, who's also Travis's father, my father uh, molested me for years. He kept me in a closet. We lived in this shitty apartment. And the line, like, shitty apartment is what Travis, like, freaks out about. <laughs> he's like, shitty apartment, no! Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Go ahead. I. It's just, like, yeah, I wish... <sighs> it's one of those cases... The game was funner. You wish the game was fun. But funner. it's also, like... <laughs> Would I have felt like this experience had it not been? Had it had it been fun? <laughs> yeah. Because the whole point is that it's not fun, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It rides a really weird it's like, line. It's I'm it, it, it's like pathologic. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It makes me so curious to play the sequels. Uh-huh. I. It makes me so curious. I
0: have the sequel. I, like, when it got announced for the Switch, I bought the double pack because I knew, shout out to, uh, to Alex Roshan, Autark of Flame. I used to watch his videos on this all the time. Um, and I was like, man, when No More Heroes gets, like, released for modern consoles, I'm going to get that because this seems like a cool game. And then I, like, bounced off the the first two bosses like immediately and i was like i have to like grind and ride around this empty open world looking for yakalov balls no I'm not, I'm not doing that i've had this sitting in my switch library for f- four years now
1: it's worth noting especially with that. Cause like you do notice it when you play the open world, but this was kind of a standout on the Wii. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's this and mad world that really represent a mature, you know, like sort of thing for the, Wii. the Wii didn't have games. like And no they
0: more. like very correctly because they knew they couldn't get the graphical pa- prowess. So they went for very abstract art styles. I love the look of this game. I love yep. the character designs and character models. Uh, the voice acting is a little strange, but intentionally so, because it's the way it's written. It's like characters talk at each other, but not to each other. Like anytime Sylvia's yes. talking, I'm just like, are you are you paying attention? Are you looking at me? Or are you just saying words right now?
1: Yes, and, and, and I think that lends to an aesthetic that ultimately works. Because mm-hmm. I think it all builds up to like the whole. I agree with that as well. Yeah. Um. Especially since like there is like personality personality Two different voices. Like, sylvia has an accent. Travis has, like, a weird smarmy attitude, and he'll have that smarmy attitude. It's different depending on the assassin. So, like, with the girls, he's, like, a little sentimental, but he's like, oh, you're a bad girl. But then when he's, like, fighting against, like, the fucking, what's the fake superhero guy oh, that's Destroy always trying Man? to cheat him out? Uh, y- Destroy <clears> Man. <throat> he by like, he's Christian just, treatment. like, exhausted and annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- um, it's, it, it all works for me. Like, it all is funny. Because Travis does have,
0: like, you he's meant to be a character you hate, but also he has these weirdly, like, honorable parts of him. Like, the... Uh, yeah. And kind of getting into something that's a bit of a problem with the writing, but also I see what they're going for. Like Like, the fight with Shinobu where she's meant to be like yes. a whole like samurai movie cliche.
1: I don't think the Shinobu thing works out by the payout, but yes. I yeah. Do. And
0: she's like, you killed my master. And Travis is like, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. And it's like, what did I miss a few pages of this script? This is my first time seeing this character. Or like when his, yeah. his master goes down against uh, the lady with the shopping cart. And it's like, oh, I yes. didn't even realize that was his master. I thought
1: that was just the guy you lift weights with. Although that kind of makes sense, though, like when you play it, like you would recognize. To me, him. it made sense. You because you number one, you recognize him as oh, that's the guy I I lift weights for. Yeah, and and he also does like a it. That's one of those capitalism moments that also works because in the context of training at the gym, he says very like sexually charged lines to travis he goes like okay you want to learn this move take off your clothes and he's like on a casting couch yeah so it's like terrifying in a way Uh uh-huh and then and then you go back after he dies and his ghost is there (laughs) it's fascinating to let's let's go back to the gameplay and talk about it real quick i i think what I like is sometimes it will go for different things like when it's on like the bus mm-hmm. and you're like doing a side by side and that's cool or like you'll do like a anytime there's a variance in the mob fights it's great but when you're in a hallway and you're just attacking the same dudes over and over the, again,
0: you you mean the it... run up to let's shake the boss that isn't yeah. a boss which is kind of funny. But literally the run-up is just going down this hallway, chasing Henry.
1: Yeah, it's it's exhausting, actually. Um, it works at some points, but ultimately it doesn't. And it, then, like, the car controls feel bad.
0: Yeah, and you're also hearing, in combat, you're hearing the same five lines over and over again.
1: You're ultimately waiting... For me, you're doing, like, the moves that can kill the fastest and the most at once. Mm-hmm. And then you're also waiting for the slot machine to, like, turn you into Super Saiyan. And so you could just murder everything in a button. And, and Travis
0: weirdly shouts for. out, blueberry cheese brownie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I don't know it's it's a vibe like I here's the thing I was punching trees to get coconuts at the start of the game I was like oh yeah this is the game this is this is a game that's pain and it's good I
0: because the reason this episode took so long for us to do even though we kept teasing it and saying like it's next it's next uh, it's just like because I was playing it, And I was like, "Man, this game's taking forever." And then I'd look at my play time and like when I'm saving, it's like you have played for two hours, and I'm like, "Oh yeah. no, oh this game's gonna take yeah. forever." And then my final play time was like ten, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. it's not a long game, but it feel like that. It feels like a slog. Yeah, it, it intentionally so because it's intentionally designed yeah. to highlight the grind. Um, it's like I would never play this again. I think but I'm immediately like fascinated to do the sequel.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I think like, especially like a No More Heroes 3 or Travis Strikes Again, I'm like, where does this go? Because I also like it when it does the little mini games. Mm-hmm. Like, when it does, like, um, there's like one segment where you do like a little uh, schmuck. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm like, that's where this game's variety really shines. Mm-hmm. So, like, from a gameplay perspective, there's so much that could be improved on.
0: Yeah. And I just feel, because I definitely feel like the short uh, hands with the, the shortcomings with the, with the fighting and the open world are probably due to the budget. And then once they're once yeah. Suda got a bit more clout, and the first game was a smashing success, um, mm-hmm. they, they probably had enough budget to do like more interesting combat and more stuff you can do in the open world.
1: Yeah, and also like the Wii is pretty limiting as hardware as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, the sequel is also on the Wii.
1: Yeah, yeah, second one is also on the Wii. I don't. I think the second one is like pretty close to this one. So I'm very curious to see what social or artistic commentary that's the thing i'm like what where does it go because like i know no more heroes 3 is about an alien invasion of fake superheroes Mm. and you are 40 years old and i think divorced i um and like i would love to see this,
0: this game's this world's take on commentating on superheroes being popular right now i would be fascinated by it
1: yeah i think that's like so creatively interesting I want to go back to this and be like, what's Travis doing now? I'm sure he's still a loser. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it's just, man, you just got to put up with a lot of, (laughs) a lot of grind and there's no easy way to justify it because if you make it easier, then it kind of loses its message what it's trying to tell the player.
1: Yeah, because, like, again, time after time, they tell you, like, oh, you want to be number one, don't you? Isn't it good to be number one? The grind is hard. And, again, like.
0: You are third-rate man, but someday you will become first-rate man if you just mow enough lawns.
1: Exactly. And, like, unironically, some people believe that in real life. Mm -hmm. And it is, like, how do you reach those people? bootstrap. And it's, like, you can't.
0: Yeah. And even if you don't have the uh, fully upgraded Katana, you'll just get murdered while taking a shit.
1: Yep. Isn't that yeah. life? Do you have a favorite boss? I'm thinking, um, like, in gameplay or character design? Either or. I think I like the old lady in gameplay. Because you're not actually fighting
0: her.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can buy that.
0: Um, I liked Holly Summers, the chick that digs holes. I think she has a cool design. The uh, the fight, I felt like I had to be awake for, and I think yep. the resolution to it, uh, um, with sort of it starting Travis's turn to being like, "What what am I actually doing here?" Yeah, I think that's good.
1: I agree I think that was probably the best in terms of general story because like the game starts to rush the, the real story real fast by the end so this was a really good one for like Yeah, I agree with the gameplay variety because with the grenades and the holes, I think it it livens you up. And then, like, her story is tragic enough for you to connect with it. There's enough chemistry between that assassin and Travis in a way that others don't necessarily pay off. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, no, it just works. Um, Like, I'm, like, mid on the magician. I agree. Um, I like the spectacle the, of it Where it's like oh they're doing magic tricks Oh I just I popped out of here The Yay. magician
0: bit is um, Saved by the fact where it's like They're doing like a fake Show for for the benefit yes. Of Travis And they like invite him on stage It's like oh Travis tell us a little bit About yourself like uh, you know, what, what do your parents do and Travis is just like My parents are dead
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like a wall
0: Yeah <laughs> uh and you don't think that comes back but it does come back it does absolutely
1: come back wild what a wild game yeah i'm glad and then like the actual ending w- where you fight your twin brother but it doesn't In a motel end. parking it, lot. like <laughs> you fight your brother in a motel parking lot and the ending is it turns into a picture and then sylvia and her daughter are looking at the picture and they walk away the daughter named Shawn. you're like what the fuck is this which yeah, is also the name like, of Travis's
0: oh cat. Like there's, I don't, <laughs> there's things going on there. Uh,
1: there, There's some deep lore that I am sure the later games get to.
0: I am glad we finally played this, uh, rather than putting it off like as a goof in perpetuity. And I would be interested next season looking at the sequel.
1: I, I think this is one where we ride out till the end. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I gotta know how Travis ties up all those loose ends. Let me ask
1: you, do you think he should be in Smash Bros.?
0: You know, having played the game, I'm of two minds. One mind, I'm like, yes, he's very important to the Wii as as a console. Like, No More Heroes was huge on the Wii. Um, yeah. And I think that Suda Fifty One is probably a dude Sakurai respects enough to put in, much like Toby Fox. Yeah. On the other hand, Travis being a me costume feels so emblematic of his character. Yes,
1: that's fair. That's totally. <laughs> fair. I didn't think of it like that because he is such so transparently an audience mirror Uh um yeah this is one of the few games we didn't talk about it in the variety minute but when we talk about like grand theft auto the tre you know trevor doesn't have contempt for the player Mm. whereas this game is like you should feel bad that you have a body
0: (laughs) yes yes absolutely
1: (laughs) it's so weird but like i don't play many games that directly criticize it's intended audience like this. And it's also
0: kind of done in a, I want to say it's subtle, but it's not, but it's probably subtle for the people that it's critiquing. You know, it's going, it's going, it's an airplane joke. Went right over your head, son. Uh,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Where it's like, you know, you're probably, you may be sitting there thinking like, Oh, Travis is cool. He's got a leather jacket. He's got aviators. He, he watches wrestling like me. I, he collects anime figures like me he lives in a motel 6 like like me? <laughs> like me? <laughs> <laughs> he works minimum wage? Yeah. Uh oh no. <laughs> yep. I think it's the Scott Pilgrim effect where you know it lulls you in with thinking it me and then it it uses that to to deconstruct uh both the character and the reader.
1: And that's uh, that's such a it's also important to say that that's so fundamentally good for a video game. Mm. As a medium, I don't necessarily know how often that translates to like film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like whenever there's like a more like you you assassin, you know how evil you actually are, Mr. John Wick. That never happens. That doesn't like that doesn't the audience doesn't feel that. Yeah. Because the audience is not John Wick. No,
0: absolutely not. Well, Well
1: uh yeah, let's let's was... talk about some
0: of the things we've been doing bro cuz we don't just have a podcast we have an award winning five star youtube channel on daydreamcast at youtube where you can uh, watch us. We did a full video predicting who we want as DLC for Street Fighter 6. If you want to listen to us talk more yeah. about Street Fighter, it's it's an hour and a half long. You're basically getting a free DDcast episode about your favorite topic, mm-hmm. Street Fighter.
1: Everybody loves that. Uh, you have been doing guest appearances. Oh, yes, I have. I've been doing guest appearances for Zelda on the Backlog Banter podcast. Um, we also have done on the uh, number one ranked a youtube channel we murdered nine other we YouTube murdered channels markiplier
0: we murdered t stream <laughs> Yep, yeah.
1: yeah we did we did i hope this doesn't get us taken down just because we use the word murder we unalived uh, anyways <laughs> yeah we are alive markiplier we routed um uh, but we Call played that. subspace emissary there you go you figured it out uh subspace emissary which we love we love super smash bros brawl and it has just been a blast playing it and uh Yeah. Oh, didn't you just come out with a new This Podcast is a Bad Idea episode? Yes, you can go
0: listen to uh, my other podcast, This Podcast is a Bad Idea, where me and my co-host, Fru, kind of look over internet history and things like that. We just did an episode on the 47 rules of the internet as determined by 4chan in 2008. Um, It's a bit of a long boy, but I think it is a good discussion for us. Uh, Next episode, uh, which will come out in August... It's going to take some prep time because my co-host Faroo wants us to talk about the web series Video Game High School. Uh, at least it was not Homestuck. No, I don't think either of us have experience with Homestuck. So we're kind of getting the clear Good. there.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that's exciting. Are, are we already fading out? Uh, no, we got to tell what our next game is for the people that want to play along at home. What is our next game? Uh,
0: well, you know what this this week we talked about jerk protagonists, but we didn't talk about any antichrists. Uh, you know, next time we're not we're not we're, we're not talking about just might and magic. We're not talking about heroes, we're not talking about warriors. We're not even talking about crusaders or shifters of might and magic, God forbid. No, we are talking about the dark messiah of might and magic. Woo! I'm excited. All right that was an hour crisp hour i know I'm when, okay with that. when we felt like we were wrapping up i was like oh my god we're wrapping up